0: My name is Phil Mendoza, and this is a championship bowhunting podcast fueled by Mount Ops. Join me and my guests as we give you bowhunting tips to take your preparation to the next level. Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode 51. We have some special guests on today from Outback Outdoors, Adam Wells and Trevin Stolfis. Uh, before we get to the interview... I want to send a huge shout out to today's episode partner, and that's Hoyt Archery. Uh, Check out their full line of bows and accessories at Hoyt.com. My Defiant is money, and uh, so is my Hyper Edge. I can't tell you, I've been enjoying shooting both of them, but I encourage you to check out all their bows at your local pro shop or online. And a quick reminder make sure you remember to listen to episode 50 as we do have a Facebook giveaway. Uh, with sharing that episode and also make sure you check out the early registration for the Alpha Bow Hunting Challenge. So, with all that being said, let's go ahead and jump into the interview with Adam and Trevin. Welcome back to another episode of Championship Bow Hunting. I've got special guests with me today, Trevin Stolstis and Adam Wells from Outback Outdoors. Welcome to No Limits Archery. This is awesome. It's Phil, a, I love love your new, new amazing shop. shop Appreciate it. Yeah. So, obviously, you might hear some arrows in the background. We are on part of the range here. Uh, we're doing a, kind of an open house with you guys today, but I wanted to chat a little bit about hunting, obviously, right? I'm always out yeah. t- talking about hunting. Yeah. Love to talk about hunting. Uh, we had some, some guests on the show the last uh, few weeks, and a lot of what we're trying to do is make people aware, right? Bow hunters learn through hard-learned experiences, um, maybe their own other people's and just helping each other out. So let's talk a little bit first off on maybe how the season went. Let's kind of do a recap on. But let Adam, I start with you. How would the season? Went? A great season. Got
1: a great bull in Utah. Um, <laughs> it's got Scott's nice. On a, almost got a really nice oh, buck yeah. in Nebraska. Yeah. Just the old knees can't can't quite uh-huh. do what they used to anymore in those long spot and stalks. Uh, and then ended up getting a really nice whitetail again this year, too. So, mm-hmm. had a great season. I um, ah, can't complain. Hope the elk no, this year is going to be as good as last. Good deal.
2: Yeah, my season it was, it was amazing. I, I had the opportunity to, I did kill a Nebraska mule deer, mm-hmm. and uh, I didn't kill an elk, which uh, we're changing that this year. No, I'm, I, the, I don't like these dry spells where we don't put elk in the freezer. Right, right? I don't like those. But that's hunting. I mean, sometimes you kill two elk in the season, and sometimes you don't kill. So, so I mean, that's that's just part of it. And then we had a great whitetail season. Um, I I picked up a recurve, so I threw in a little bit of something a little different. It sure changes the way you think about hunting when you're hunting with a stick and a string. It's a great episode, by the way. Yeah, that's, that's so much fun. So much fun. I can't, I'm looking forward to uh, doing more of it this year. And then I got to go IBEX hunt. I got to return to the rock, and that was, that was just I, it was just amazing. Uh, as hard as it was the first time, but we were smarter. With the last 30 minutes of light, the last very last day I was able to, to take, a, take an IBEX. So. so with that, let's lead into the topic. I
0: mean, you said you were smarter. You, you know, as, as bow hunters, we, again, the time we spend in the field sometimes feels like it's not enough. You know, other people get to hunt a lot more than others, but helping bow hunters learn from each other's experiences—you just mentioned something there—and whether it's that experience or maybe something else, Trev, give me a, a, a lesson you've learned. Give me something for people to consider, <laughs> people to think about. Say, hey, you know, in this situation, I learned from this this way, and maybe somebody else can, yeah, you know, skip a few steps. I, you know,
2: honestly, if I could, <clears throat> excuse me, if I if I could give uh, a new beginner. Uh, bull hunter or even a seasoned veteran and they say hey what's one thing you can share I would say uh, be patient um, and, and that, that doesn't mean that you're timid there's a difference between being patient and being lazy or timid okay um, sometimes you have to be aggressive if you're going to be successful you have to push the envelope you have to think out of the box you got to sometimes get out of your tree stand and go spot and stalk that button sometimes that happens. But there's a lot of times when even being just five more minutes would have meant the difference between eating tag soup or taking that buck. And so uh, when it's time to move, you'll know it. Until then, be patient. If you're not sure, your best bet is to sit back. If you're in a good position, especially when maybe you're, you're ambushing something, be patient. So I, I learned that last, year, last time I went IBEX hunting in New Mexico. Uh, and this time I, 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 I hunted a little bit different, but a lot of that was being patient, high success ratio, not jumping at every opportunity. Only the ones where I was I, my success ratio was higher. Sure. So that's what I would no, say.
0: Great, yeah, great point. And that's something that you know, we, I've touched on it on a, on a recent podcast too. We live in a day and age where people want instant gratification, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They want to see results now. I, I myself am that way in a lot of, a lot of ways, right? right? But if we can step back, um, embrace the surroundings, embrace the, the moment, and, and learn from it, and just let it come, sometimes things work out right. better for Oh, reasons. for sure, for sure. So Adam, what about you? One of the things I've started doing
1: last couple of years, and really a lot this year, was integrating trail cameras into my elk hunt. And that's really opened up my eyes to midday patterns of elk. So many guys at 10 o'clock in the morning, after the elk kind of bed down and they're done bugling, they go back to camp and take a nap. What's crazy is those elk are still up on their feet moving, and I also guide a lot of elk hunts, and taking advantage of understanding those daytime elk movements, instead of going to camp, hey, we'll go take a nap by a water hole, setting up tree stands on water, and understanding that those elk are active all day long in the rut, and take... And not going to camp, staying in the field, and some of the best bulls I got this year
0: were middle of the day. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's right on. I think that we sell our, our time short in the field, especially when it's a little warmer. Mm-hmm. You know, like you said, 10 o'clock, 10:30, all the activities kind of quieted down. I'm gonna go back and pick my feet up. Where, hey, you know what? We we've prepared all year for it, right? Yeah. We've shot our bows. We we've, we've trained. We've got ourselves in shape. We have got the best gear we can buy on our on ourselves and on our back. And we we're missing four to six hours in the middle of the day. Of some of the best hunting. And some of it,
2: but it, all too often, though, we assume that that's, if we back out and, and come back in, we're, our, our odds are better. But the backing out and the coming back in is actually what's disruptive.
1: Could be. Could be. So, you know, as long as you understand what the thermals are doing and if you got a good idea where those elk are bedded, go sit in the closest water hole that you can sit on safely. Yeah, and it's amazing how those bulls, when they have their cows kind of put to bed for the day, they're thirsty, they're hot, they're going to come and wallow and drink.
0: Yeah, that that's great advice. And, and uh, yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's where, like I said, with, with a lot of these segments that I'm doing, episodes bringing people on, other bow hunters, especially successful ones, you guys get, because of the nature of the business, it's your job to be out in the field more, right? So your experiences are probably many more than your average bow hunter that draws maybe a, a deer and an elk tag every year, and that's, uh, you know, with you guys having to push the envelope to hunt multiple states and, and maximize your opportunity, it's great to get your advice
2: on for the bow hunters. I'm always happy to give it. Yeah, and one, one thing I think, I, I, I don't know if it'll help people be more success, successful, but something that I did learn this year is to smell the roses all too often because of our nature we want instant gratification but we forget the journey yeah and this year i think i learned a lot of myself about looking around taking in my uh, environment and just really and grasping the moment yeah. because we're all too often ready to hold those antlers and, and grip and grin but it's the journey that got us there is what we remember when we're sitting at our campfire years later
0: no and that's it man and like after my season two, I sat back, and, and it's always go, 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 but I, I got a few minutes the other day, and I started popping in some SD cards from my video camera that I take with my, my, my camera, and I forgot about some things, you know? And it's like, wow, you know, I, I, I remember specifically on my sheep hunt, we're sitting there, it's 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and we're socked in on a, on a steady rain, and I'm in my little bivy sack, and I'm videoing out my bivy my into some of the some of the weather and just the, the, the picturesque scenery, Right. And granted, I'm not hunting, but it's it's just priceless. I think that's really why we all hunt is yeah. for that whole outdoor experience. Yeah. So so then to close up, let us know again what you guys have moving forward as far as maybe some turkey hunting, maybe, uh, maybe some you know working on some of the properties you guys are establishing whether it's relationships or what have you but tell me about what you guys have moving forward here in well, the early part of the year turkey season we're excited to bring some kids out in the field yeah, that's
1: trevin's bringing his daughter and his daughter's friends cool i'm bringing my nephew um out for his first hunting experience ever yeah. uh so i'm really you know looking forward to that um you know just being able to pass on you know whether they they pick up hunting or not like the level i have is relevant. but if i can put a little bit of that passion in them and give them an understanding of what it is to be a sportsman and a hunter. It's just trying to keep the sport alive for the next generation. And that's what's really my focus is here for turkey season.
2: Yeah. And, and Great. We're, look, we're not looking for the amount of birds that we're going to put over our shoulder, but we're looking for the amount of, oh, you oh. know, the grasp and all of that stuff that you get when you get a kid in a blind and for the first time he sees a gobbler strutting at four yards. Yeah. And that's what we're looking for. My son's over
0: here running around. I'm taking him here in about three weeks, actually, yeah. for his first turkey hunt, you know. So he got to hear his first elk view last year. Good. You know, getting to mm-hmm. see maybe chase some turkeys this year. Excited. But thanks for joining the show, guys. Uh, we wish you nothing but success. Follow you guys on Facebook, Instagram. Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, what, do you, what else do you have on extra content on the website? Yeah, we've
2: got some uh, Vimeo, Outback Outdoors Vimeo. We've got some stuff there. We're going to be probably doing some side projects. You know, for us, it's all about the total outdoor experience. And Adam and I formed Outback Outdoors and called it that. Uh, although bow huntings is our primary love, and that's where we're what we're good at and what, where our core is, we love everything outdoors, and you're probably going to see us start branching out, uh, maybe some fly fishing, maybe a little waterfowl, awesome. and maybe some of that stuff, because now that we've kind of established and we can start stretching our wings a little bit, and that's what we
0: want to do. Okay, well, here's a personal invite to you guys. I've got the Alpha Bow Hunting Challenge May 28th and 29th, right? I opted to not invite a film tour to come in, Instead, I'm inviting some of the local guys that have some short films and Mm -hmm. stuff. If you guys got something that maybe you didn't make the TV, maybe didn't make airing, and you want to feature a short film with us here at our awards banquet, please feel free to. You guys' work is great, right? So um, that's an open invite. Hopefully you guys come and play anyway with the the game that we've got going on. But thanks again for joining the show. Um, Again, Outback Outdoors. Follow them on, on social media. Check out the show. When does it air? Uh, it's, we're,
2: we're in the fourth and first quarter is when we run. Um, and we are 10 p.m. Eastern, which is 8 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, uh, on Friday. We're on their their full draw Friday. Friday. Um, and that's where we've been in the past. Uh, well, depending upon what, what happens in the future, we'll see as far as if we stay there or if we if we move and branch out with what we want to do. Um, but, but that's where we're at. So. Hey,
0: nothing but success, guys. Thanks for coming in. And and you know bringing your stuff here in the shop and I love working with with you guys and with Willie and it, it's a great friendship so hopefully we can continue it. It's
2: fun. We're looking forward to it. All right, guys. Thank Thanks, you, Bill. Thanks, buddy. Good, Good time. Time.